Hello everyone, I'm Olivia. And I'm Bella. And we're prevention educators for New Directions, the Domestic Violence Shelter, and Rape Crisis Center of Knox County, Ohio. You're listening to Table Talks. We hope that listening to this podcast gives you an inside look into the world of domestic and sexual violence. Throughout this series, you will hear from individuals from all walks of life, from preventionists, advocates, and community partners to survivors themselves. Thank you for joining us and enjoy the podcast. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Table Talks. Today, we have a very special guest. Um, Normally, I would introduce you, but in an effort to switch it up. Oh, I'm so glad you switched it up just for me. (laughs) Just for you. Um, My name's Katie Steele. I'm the youth advocate here at New Directions. And a fun fact about me is I have four large dogs that live with me. Emphasis on large. Um, they're labs in yeah. a pit bull. Yeah. So I call them the Winnie Pooh clan. Winnie <laughs> <laughs> Pooh clan. That's funny. I feel like the the few times I've been over at your house, I always feel like they're going to barrel me over. So mm. that's why I was like, yeah, emphasis on big. Um, so you said you're the youth advocate. Yes. Right? So can you kind of talk a little bit about, nothing too in-depth, but a little bit about what your primary role is within the agency? Yeah, so my primary role is I work with the youth that's about two years old all the way up to 18 until they transition to another advocate if they need that support. Mm -hmm. Um, Within that, I help primary or secondary survivors that have experienced domestic violence or um, sexual assaults or sexual abuse too. So Okay. And then what what is primary and secondary? So um, primary is someone that is impacted firsthand and then secondary is when um they're they have seen it or they have heard it mm-hmm. so most of the cases if a parent is a survivor of domestic violence the child is a secondary secondary yeah. that makes sense because they've either seen it or heard yeah. that it's going on okay cool well thank you for that mm-hmm. um so This episode is mainly about kind of the warning signs of domestic violence, because I feel like sometimes people hear domestic violence happens, but they don't exactly know what to look for. So what are some of the common signs that domestic violence might be taking place in a home? So I feel like a lot of people think domestic violence is just physical abuse. Mm -hmm. So, you know, looking for marks on someone, if you recognize certain bruises, they're unfamiliar, even like cuts or scratches, um, that would be the physical aspect of it. But sometimes it is emotional and mental. So along Mm -hmm. with that signs is like isolation. If they stop talking to you all of a sudden when it's consistent before, um, if they always say they need to ask their partner Mm. for like approval and there's a difference between there it's it's okay to say like hey let me check on my partner if we have anything planned before you commit but saying like we'll have to make sure it's okay um, because i don't want to make him upset or make her upset Mm -hmm. so i think that's the difference among that um And then some other signs would be if you're noticing that they're not going to their job as often as what they should, um, because that's financial abuse. And then along the line of just that manipulation that you may see if you're with the couple. 
Okay. Like things you're seeing firsthand yeah. too. Yeah. yeah. Seeing or hearing. I mean, mm-hmm. approaching someone that may be a victim of domestic violence is never easy because you never want to think someone's going through something like that. Mm-hmm. But just being aware of how they are body language, but also the way they're talking to you too. Yeah. And would you say, I mean, I can imagine there's some people, and I feel like I would be this way, (laughs) if I'm being honest. Um, If I'm, you know, hanging out with someone and I maybe suspect, right, that something's not right. Kind of this feeling of like, oh, I don't want to like say anything or like approach it. Because like, what if I'm totally wrong? And then what if the person like gets mad at me? So how would you kind of recommend navigating those situations like how how do you approach someone or express concern Mm. to somebody so it can be uncomfortable yeah it can be uncomfortable when you have that feeling in your gut that something's going on Mm -hmm. and you don't want to approach it because you don't want to upset that person but a way that you could just say is hey like i'm just noticing that you've been a little more distant than Mm -hmm. usual like is everything okay? Yeah. And just being aware of how they react mm-hmm. also will show you a lot more. And also, don't just stop the conversation there if you're concerned. Mm-hmm. So if they shut it down one time, doesn't mean they're going to shut it down another time that you see them. Now, um, they may feel pressured that they have to tell you, so they may distance a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But just checking in on them really starts creating that safe environment that in time they could potentially share with you what's going on. Yeah. And I feel like, too, it's one of those things where even if somebody's like, no, like, everything's everything's fine, everything's good, there's even that seed planted that, oh, wait, someone is noticing, like, mm-hmm. maybe I have someone that I could go to yeah. to yeah. seek support from. Yeah. And same thing with, like, um, how our agency works is we don't cold call. Mm-hmm. So, um when it comes to someone seeking our services, they have to call themselves or they can call with someone mm-hmm. um, for that extra support. So, and that's a safety. Yeah, a, that's a, a safety, safety thing, right? Yep. Okay, that's what I thought. Um, so some of the different warning signs that you mentioned, like bruises or isolation or manipulation, or not going to work. So are there any different signs that might present in youth from a youth perspective? Yeah, um, I I tell parents that sometimes a youth can react external or internal. So by that, they may become aggressive mm-hmm. when they're not really aggressive. Or if they're very talkative, they may become really quiet. Mm-hmm. So that's something to be aware of. But also, if your child really becomes that protector, um, most of the time in DV situations, the child doesn't want to see that that person get hurt anymore. Mm-hmm. So they'll find out a way, how can I protect them? And it may be becoming very attached. So if you were to leave them, they would react hysterically. So you would come back. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's something with youth that is different. Yeah. They're not as verbal mm-hmm. about their feelings um they don't express like adults know how to express so 
just being aware of the shift in your youth is important. Yeah. And I imagine it can be confusing, for, even more confusing for youth as well of like what, not quite understanding what is going on. Yeah. I mean, sometimes it's like they don't know how to process it mm-hmm. too, especially if it's always been that family dynamic. Yeah. And um, if they're removed from that dynamic, that can be hard for them to adjust to because it's brand new. Mm -hmm. Their minds are always in that crisis. So when it's actually peaceful Mm -hmm. to some people, um, that's the biggest crisis to them. Yeah. Um, (laughs) So that's always something to be aware of, that even if you remove a child from a situation, it doesn't mean it's going to take away those experiences Mm -hmm. or those feelings. And they need to process it as much as the primary survivor. Yeah. And you're one of those people that can help process if need be. Yeah. Right? Yep. Mm-hmm. I am. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, we talked a little bit about this, but just in case there was anything you wanted to fill in a little bit, you don't have to. But um, what do you suggest doing if you suspect someone, whether that is an adult or a youth, is experiencing or witnessing domestic violence happen. Yeah. I would say what's sometimes really hard for people to do because it is that uncomfortable conversation or even situation mm-hmm. um, is open and honest communication. Um, being real with that person as an adult or a youth and saying, like, I'm just concerned mm-hmm. or I want to make sure you're safe. So with youth, you can always use, like, I just want to make sure that you're feeling safe at home or you feel safe with so-and-so and and being aware of how they respond. Mm -hmm. Um, I always like to say that our body speaks louder than our words sometimes. Yeah, that's Um, very true. So you can tell, even in adults, if someone is in an uncomfortable situation Mm -hmm. um, or if they are feeling a type of way. So Yeah. Definitely. I mean, I, that's something that I think is really interesting about people is, and that's even something we say in school is when it comes to like consent and Mm -hmm. things like that, like someone's words may be saying one thing, but Mm -hmm. their body might be saying something completely different. Yeah. So pretty, pretty important to pay attention to those nonverbals as well. Yes. Um, okay. So how would someone, maybe someone's listening to this episode and their survivor or their youth has been struggling and they want to access your services how would someone go about finding you well (laughs) i feel like i could have worded that a little better but i mean contacting you how could someone contact you contact me okay (laughs) so there's a couple ways that they can contact me um they can walk into our admin's office at 110 east gambier street and ask for me um, or they can call our phone number which is 740-397-4357 and they can be directed to me also Mm -hmm. but we also have our text line too which is the same number um, that we have all day long during the week till about five Mm o'clock but on the weekends they're not um, available, mm-hmm. but we also have our twenty four seven hotline phone number that they can call 
whenever, mm -hmm. 365 days. And one of us advocates will be answering it. Mm -hmm. And if it's towards directly towards me, the advocate will let me know um, that they're needing those services. Okay, cool. Awesome. Well, thank you. I really appreciate it. I know you guys are always busy in and out of meetings, so I appreciate you taking the time to chat about domestic violence warning signs. And also, thank you for what you do. Um, I feel like I've, I've had the pleasure of kind of watching you interact with youth, and it's a pretty cool thing to see. So well, thank you. Thanks for having me. No problem. Anytime. <laughs> um, well, thank you all for tuning in today. And if you could just make sure to keep your eye out for what we have on social media. Thank you.